guys, welcome to the latest episode of our podcast. This series we're going to be doing is called 30 Minutes or Less. So we're setting ourselves a challenge to cover a topic in 30 minutes. For those that know me, it's going to be quite challenging. I'm joined here with Ashling this morning. So oh, it's going to be quite challenging for us to keep it within 30 minutes. So what is our topic today? Our topic is consistency and being consistent and long-term motivation. Now this is a question that came in, but it's a very common question that we see with a lot of our clients is, how do we be consistent? You know, it's why do we struggle with consistency when it comes to training, when it comes to nutrition? And that's the topic that we're going to discuss in less than 30 minutes. So let's go. So Ashling, why do you think clients struggle to be consistent? What's the main factors you think? Um, I think a big one, and one that we're always talking to people about in the gym and in concerts and stuff is knowing your why. So like why you want to make these changes, because if your reason isn't like important enough to you, then it's going to be really easy to kind of give up when things kind of start to get tough. Whereas if you have, you know, this reason or this why that you can go back to when things do start to feel a little bit tougher, that's going to kind of, I guess, give you the motivation to keep going. I agree. And I think when it comes to that why, you know, you got to write it down, but you have to actually take time and think about it. Uh, you know, the superficial whys yeah. are just something you think you should say as yeah. to, oh, I just want to lose weight, just, just want to lose weight. I was like, why? What do you, what's the benefit you're going to see from losing weight? Because losing weight is really hard, which we know. And there's going to be days where, as you say, with the long-term motivation thing, long-term motivation just does not exist. Um, so you need something more than that bit of motivation initially because when that motivation drops, you want to have habits in place. Yeah. So a real reason and have it written somewhere that you remind yourself you know, day in, day out, week in, week out is a, is a real top tip. I think there's really good, there's really good exercise you can do, and it's called like the five whys, and it's where like you write down like, you know, if I want to lose weight, like why do I want to lose weight, and like the first answer you give is the answer most people give, like oh, I don't know, whatever, um, you know, for going on holidays or whatever, and then it's like, but why is that important to you? And you keep going until you've got five kind of lines, and usually by the time you get to like, you know, the fifth one, the fourth, fifth one, you kind of have a more solid kind of deeper reason as to why you really, really want to do it. Yeah, that's a challenging exercise, but it's something we would suggest to people to. Really have a think. We're very quick to just make statements, uh, you know, lose weight, tone up, all these things. But like, what's the what's the real reason? So that'd be that'd be kind of the first thing we'd challenge you to to have a think about and, and do it as an exercise. So sit down with a piece of paper and actually ask yourself that question: What's your goal? Why is it your goal? And ask yourself those four or five ways and see where you end up. Second one. Setting the bar too high. Yeah, I think people like obviously it's really good to like you know push yourself and kind of you know set set kind of challenging goals for yourself but I think a lot of us when it comes to our goals almost set the bar too high for ourselves we're almost setting ourselves up for failure um whereas kind of if we set the bar a little bit a little bit lower let ourselves win let ourselves have that win and that's then going to motivate you further so like for example instead of saying you know oh I'm going to start going to the gym so I'm going to go to the gym six days next week and then you only go five days and you're like oh well I'm a failure because I only went five so I give up versus saying I'm going to go to the gym three days and like if you go to the gym three days amazing you get that tick you get that little win if you go four or five days like even better but like you get that win and that's then what motivates you to keep going yeah I agree and with the setting the bar too high that comes when motivation is high yeah and again going back to like motivation will drop so I think when when you talk that way people have often asked me how many times should I come to the gym? I'm like, how many times can you get to the gym? Yeah. And always get to the gym. So what I mean by that is if someone says to me, what's the best? I'm like, if you train three or four times a week, fantastic. If you can get there three or four times a week. But if you say to me, 
I'd struggle to get here. Like twice a week is probably the most I can commit to. To them, like twice a week is enough. Yeah. And if you get in the third session, that's a bonus session. So same. And if it's one session a week, but you're like committing to that one session, and then those weeks you get to, it's like a bonus yep. session Absolutely. versus what you said there is, you know, setting these sessions and then not hitting them and feeling crap. And then because I didn't get all my sessions in, what's the point in continuing what I'm doing? Yeah. Same goes for nutrition as well. Though yep. it's like you know setting the bar too high with nutrition where I'm going to just eat really well 100% of the time which we know is not sustainable and it's not realistic and then when we fall off the wagon uh, or kind of have that bar of chocolate we think that's it I've ruined my diet so I'm just going to have a free-for-all now and it's all over I think that that's a big point to make when it comes to nutrition yeah and I think like another thing we kind of use like is like you know that whole like kind of brooder thing where it's like out of 10 like how sure am I that I can do this no matter what comes up it's like if you can make to the gym two times a week no matter what happens then that's where you need to be but if you're like oh you know I'm only like 5 out of 10 sure I can do it then that's a little bit too high for you at the start and like that's okay it's okay like if you start with one amazing like it's one more than you were doing and you're still going to see you know unbelievable benefits I think think something similar to that is like the one year rule so it's like can I continue to do this for the next year If the answer is no, then you probably should change your approach. Now, I'm not saying if you have something come up in four or six weeks' time yeah. and you want to step things up a little bit, yeah. you know, that's perfectly fine as long as you have those your good piece. habits in place, like, you know, but it's it's going to be what I can do consistently over time for the next year. That's the approach to take because you're doing something for four or six weeks extreme, we know is going to lead to not being able to sustain it, going back to those old habits, and then the cycle continues, and that's what we're trying to break. Yeah. So another one following on from that is that all or nothing mindset which you kind of just touched on and unfortunately diet culture has us to believe that we're either good or bad, we're on a diet, we're off a diet, we're exercising, we're not exercising instead of there being where me and Ashton love to live is that grey area okay? and the grey area is that special place where nothing has to be extreme okay? so exercising a couple times a week, setting that a goal is fantastic and we encourage that but if you miss a session or you don't train that week, not the end of the world when you're when you're eating when you're improving your nutrition so that's what we're talking about is actually improving your nutrition so like whatever habits you have can you in, increase vegetable intake can you eat more fruit can you eat more whole grain carbohydrates less processed foods can you moderate your alcohol intake all of these things are going to help improve your health but it doesn't mean you have to cut everything out whereas people take this approach of I'm off chocolate now for six weeks which instead of have been off chocolate is can I reduce my chocolate yeah. consumption if that's an area that yeah. I feel I'm overeating or same with the crisps and that kind of stuff yeah it's kind of like that question like how can I make it a little bit better so like you know example like if you're having a sandwich for your lunch like it's not a case of like oh I have to throw the sandwich in and have a salad every day it's like how can I make that a little bit better can I get some salad on the side of it can I make sure there's some protein in it it's not like totally overhauling your whole entire diet in life it's literally just like how can I make that you know one two three four five percent better and yeah. repeat x like yeah. a million forever um, and I think as well, like, a big thing, like, I definitely see, um, I was going to say in the gym, but everywhere, um, is, like, with the all-nothing mindset, people think, so, like, they go out on Saturday night, say, they've been, you know, inverted commas, good all weekend, they go out on Saturday, and they have their, you know, pizza and a few points or whatever, and they think, oh, my God, I've messed it up, I'm just going to keep going Sunday. It's not the pizza and the points that, like, messed anything up or were the problem, like, that actually isn't. It's the mindset that follows that where you then throw everything else out. Whereas if you just literally go out for the pizza and points on Saturday, you're like, yeah, enjoy that, it was great fun, you know, did something for my social health, did something for whatever, and then you literally wake up on Sunday and just get back up and have your breakfast, yeah. you know, instead of being like, I'm just going to keep going till Monday or next month or next year or whatever. Yeah. Um, we know when it comes to, you know, where most people struggle with consistency is that weekend, yeah. like, you know, is that Friday to Sunday, is that mm-hmm. weekend mentality. 
and a big approach I take with clients is like you know addressing that mindset addressing that belief system like you know I've had a client recently who was kind of coming off to a a weekend she's like oh the weekend's going to be a write-off and I was like let's pause and rewind and talk about that for a second why is the whole weekend going to be a write-off and she's like well she had something on Friday night maybe something Saturday night I was like that's fine you can have these things on but like that's Friday night and this is Saturday night so what you can do is you know coming up this week that you have that coming up so we can adjust calories and adjust our food throughout that week for that and then Friday we can eat really well until we're going out enjoy ourselves completely Saturday we can get up we can eat really well enjoy ourselves completely and then on Saturday night and, yeah. and repeat and then go Sunday go, go back into your regular routine of eating well instead of I have these two nights out so I'm going to make the whole weekend right off and that's the issue where we have people rebounding the whole time is that you might eat well during the week if, you're, if your goal is weight loss you're in this calorie deficit or you're consuming less calories and then you overconsume massively Friday to Sunday and it puts you in a surplus if not at least a maintenance and you kind of repeat the cycle again so what we suggest to people is how do you look at the weekend how do you see the weekend is it like friday comes this diet that you're on uh, has to go to the window because you had a tough work week and you deserve all these chocolate biscuits and the crisps and the alcohol and whatever and it's it's that approach is probably because of your actual approach during the week where yeah. it's been too restrictive yeah. or you're too low on calories and that's something you need to tackle in yeah and i think that literally goes back to the whole thing of setting the bar too high like you know you're there and you're like oh, i'm gonna have like whatever 1300 calories a week I'm not going to have any chocolate I'm going to go to the gym seven times a week whatever and like that you know might work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday whatever but like by the time then you get to the weekend you've literally just kind of almost set yourself up for that kind of approach because yeah. it's just been too strict in the week and I think another reason I think that we struggle with consistency around nutrition is that unfortunately we look at the gym and we look at training as if I'm doing this then the weight loss should happen. So if I'm training, I should see weight loss, which we know, you know, that's not the case whatsoever. It's literally like exercise plays a huge role in our health and helps with weight loss in other ways, but not through calorie expenditure necessarily. Whereas we have clients who might think like, because I'm training two, three times a week, I should be seeing results. Whereas people think it's the 80-20 rule. I always say it's 100% nutrition when it comes to weight loss and addressing that is going to be a crucial factor versus the thinking I should be losing weight because I'm exercising. Yeah, yeah. It's like that conversation that came up last week about like the Fitbit watches and stuff. You know, people saying like, oh, I'd burnt like 500 calories in my in my class, in my session or whatever, like, and just thinking then they can almost eat them back. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like trying to separate out like exercise for all the amazing things it does and then nutrition for like weight loss and stuff yeah, for a large 100%. part. So I suppose another one is not being in a place to change that's something we discussed in that I always say to people like and I had this with a client again recently uh, she's getting great results she's losing weight and I was like okay so when are we stop when are we done with weight loss what's the point where you're finished and we're at maintenance and she was so dumbfounded by that question I don't think she's ever been asked that question in her life because we just have this thing of we should always be looking to lose weight and always looking to improve her body or whatever and I was just like what targets did you set yourself six weeks ago or eight weeks ago? I was like, because we're nearly there. And she's like, I know. And this is a very, something people need to consider is like, you know, are we always going to be on a weight loss journey? Or is there a point where I, I like to, we have periods in the year or where we're going, now is a good time for me to tackle weight loss. So if your goal is weight loss, it's now is a good time because I don't have much on, you know, I can, I can be structured with my routine. It's going to be easier for me to, you know, eat, eat better, improve my food, train regularly, all these kind of things. But then there's times where it's crazy. We've got weddings, we've got the summer especially is a big one, like, you know, and it's like, is this a good time to aim for maintaining our weight? Yeah. 
And I say to people often, like, you know, maintaining your weight a lot of time is as, a, is as good of a goal as weight loss when it comes to having these big events and when you know there's going to be higher calorie consumption through alcohol and through food. And it's just thinking about when at the right time. So pick your six, eight, 10, 12 weeks where you think, like, this is a good period. You still have stuff on and, and be, being able to have social occasions in when you're, even when you're on a dieting period needs to be factored in and something you should be able to do as well. But it's just choosing when is a good time. Again, if someone, you know, is really busy with kids or whatever it is, it's yeah. like, you know, is this a good time to add in distress, which it is, yep. of dieting? Yeah. And if it's not, then be okay with maintenance. And then when that period rises, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And like use that maintenance time to like get other habits in place. Like use it as a time to like, you know, focus on your water, focus on your sleep, focus on your steps. Like it's not to say that like, oh, you know, I just won't do anything. Like, you can still use that time really, really well, but maybe just, like you say, not putting yourself into, like, big deficits and adding stress and everything to what's already, you know, maybe a stressful time. Yeah. A big one here, we think, is, like, using the... So, measures of progress, basically, oh, yeah. you know, why do we struggle with being consistent? And I think one of the biggest ones is that we use the scales as our main measure of progress. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, we see it all the time. And listen, like, I've definitely done in the past, I'm sure a lot of people have, is where, you know, like, you set your soul... Your sole target is a number on the scales and you know you feel like you're doing everything right and you're being good or whatever and then you get in the scales and it hasn't changed and you're like well like feck it like I've been putting in all this work I've not been going out I've not been having all the things I want to have and the number hasn't changed so then you're just like it's not working I give up you know um so I think you know if you have more measures of progress it's like yeah the scales might not have changed but my clothes are better my measurements gone down my energy is better all these different kind of things you know I've gotten stronger in the gym and that just gives you that chance then to kind of be like, okay, scale hasn't changed, but I'm still making progress. Yeah. And actually, I think another common thing that happens as well when people step on the scales is they either go, feck it, it hasn't worked, I give up, which, again, isn't going to get them where they want to be, or they go, what I'm doing isn't working, so I'm going to go harder. And then they get into that cycle you talked about earlier where they're slashing calories during the week, overdoing it at the weekends, and that like, leads into a whole other kind of you know set of issues in itself. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely when it comes to long-term motivation, Give yourself as many chances and as many ways to win as you possibly can um, because, you know, we know the scales isn't always going to accurately reflect. Well, it'll accurately reflect, but it's not always going to do what we want it to do. Yeah, we know, we know and we are blue in the face from saying it, but it's, you know, people still need to understand that the scales are going to jump and fluctuate mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. for so many reasons. So, use, like, unfortunately, everyone does still associate it with I'm a successor, I'm, go- I'm being good. And the same again, you know, chatting to a client who literally text me saying oh my god the scales are up by a pound even though I stayed within my calories and I was like oh my god that's going to happen loads of times because it's not necessarily because you were within your calories that it should drop it's like the you know, all those reasons that we know like have you gone to the bathroom higher salt meal higher carb meal are you stressed did you sleep when did you weigh yourself in water intake are you due your period all of these things play a huge role so like that's why we need to have like you we're okay with using the scales Absolutely. if you understand it yep. and you can step on and not have a massive emotional reaction yep. which most a lot of people cannot uh if you're stepping on the scales and it's causing a big emotional reaction then you need to review your relationship with the scales and recognize that you probably don't fully understand how it works and then talking to a coach to try and learn a bit more about how it works and take the power away from the scales by doing things like creating all those measures that ashling spoke about and by having those measures and you see that progress other ways, that's where consistency will stay because you're like, I mightn't be seeing it on the scales, but I'm feeling it in all these other areas. So what I'm doing is clearly working. So I'm going to keep going. Whereas if you just have the scales, it's numbers up, affect this, and we go, we go back to square yeah. one. So that's, that's a big one. 
Um, I'm planning and uh, mapping out so yeah, you're looking to improve your health, improve your fitness, improve your nutrition. Have you made a plan and how you're going to do so? Yeah. And making a plan is getting help from a coach or a gym or somebody who knows what they're talking about and hopefully we know unfortunately in the industry there's a lot of people out there who don't take people's health first but hopefully you get correct information in how do we make changes to improve our lifestyle and the answer you're not looking for is it's boring yeah. it's honestly the things that we consistently say is that are you drinking enough water are you getting your steps in are you exercising regularly are you eating plenty of fruit and vegetables are you eating good carbohydrates in regards like your uh, whole grain carbohydrates are you eating sufficient protein are you getting your fats in like all these things that you're like oh broken and when record. you can see people waiting for you to tell them like the like magic thing and you're like no and you're like these are the things we are still doing yeah like you know i think people think like you know once you tick these boxes like there's something else that comes and it's like no like we're coaches we're nutritionists whatever we're still drinking our water we're still getting our steps and we're still, like it's still the same stuff yeah. and it's just you know i think that's the problem with a lot of the like diets and the media and stuff is why they look so attractive is it's just, like just do this one thing and you'll get results yeah whereas that's not exactly how it works not whatsoever it's it's anything extreme is not going to give you long-term results it's as, it's as simple as that but unfortunately you've been marketed that like you can lose 10 pounds in 10 days by doing this specific but you diet. probably can but you're absolutely. not you, but <laughs> not you, you absolutely will like and that, that's one of the biggest issues that i have is that you will 100 percent again association with weighing scales yeah. and success you're going to see the weighing scales drop and go this diet worked for me but it didn't because if the weight came back on rapidly then that diet did not work for you so stop going back on that diet being consistent is very very hard yeah and us as trainers as coaches who are passionate and i love fitness training i love nutrition and i still i'm not somebody who eats well all of the time or even probably 80 percent of the time i love a good takeaway i eat lots of chocolate uh, i do drink alcohol but like i do it as best i can in moderation yeah and sometimes i do go overboard and that that's okay too but it's just about not doing it consistently over time it's yeah. like if it's day in day out of this overconsumption, then i'll question okay why am i doing this you know what what's i know this isn't the healthiest thing for me to be the person i want to be so what's causing me to do this is it a deeper issue is there some reason that that i'm continuously doing this knowing it's not great for me and that's a question again people have to ask themselves is like when you're doing this when you're if you're drinking lots of alcohol or if you're eating lots of chocolate in, in, a, in a kind of binge mentality of like you know you know that it's not something you really want to be doing then it's probably a deeper thing going on that you do actually have to ask yourself about versus continuing to just trying the diet stopping trying to try and stopping yeah absolutely and i think it's all like asking yourself but also like asking someone else like you know it's not something that you have to do by yourself you know yeah. i think like there's so many people out there that'll help you with it that want to help you especially if it's something a little bit deeper you know sometimes you know if people are trying to lose weight and stuff and you know it's just this thing where it's not working and they're always kind of coming back to those you know i don't say bad habits but like poor habits and stuff sometimes it is worth talking to someone because sometimes it's not actually about the food it's about something else and you might not even notice that at the time but sometimes it's actually a little bit more than just the food and you just need to talk to someone and just kind of chat it out and then come back and approach the food again once you've kind of had that you know like for example if people are stress eating and stuff you know sometimes it's it doesn't matter what you do with your nutrition there's things you can do to help of course but it's the stress is the problem yeah you know so sorting that is going to obviously then help with the food and everything else as well and that's why we talk about Forza like you know people look for meal plans all the time 
But the reason meal plans don't really work is that they're not addressing your habits and behaviours. Uh, so you get a meal plan off a gym or off a coach online and they're like, here, eat this thing, without knowing you, your habits, your behaviours, your current lifestyle, you know, and there's, when you can't eat this thing, then you feel like a failure again right. straight away because you're, you're going to revert to habits. So it's about changing some of those habits, not all of them at once. And when you get a meal plan off somebody, it's like you change everything in one swift go. And that comes back to, again, what you think you need to do versus what you actually need to do and what you actually need to do is take a look at your lifestyle holistically so the boxes of sleep stress nutrition training your relationships with yourself and with the people around you your own mindset like tackle which which of those are the pillars that seem to be keep falling and that's the one you need to tackle first because everything we do impacts everything we do so we're very quick to just look at nutrition or just look at training but it could be another factor at play and I think when we do that, that's where you're going to really start seeing this consistency over time. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I totally agree. So that, unreal. <laughs> All right, so that is under the 30 minutes. Uh, so what we're going to do is um, hopefully more of these, uh, just talking about different topics. Uh, so if you have any topics in mind, if you listen to this and you'd love to ask us a question, you can catch us on our Instagram, ATP Fitness Cork. Uh, if you did enjoy this short podcast. Yeah then uh, please give it a share and thanks for listening.